Hello, everyone. Sean Barksdale, 10 Minutes of Truth. Another episode, exciting interview with a Mr. Cody Youngblood. We've been waiting on this one. How you doing, sir? Doing good. Glad to be here. Oh, I, I told Cody earlier, everyone, uh, he wasn't in when I presented the plaques to, um, to Keisha and Hope. But I said that I was waiting on you because he got me yesterday. He had, he had his fun socks on. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, he had his fun socks on. I didn't have mine on. I have mine on today. Um, we, we have been extremely excited to have you today, sir. Um, I want to start with curator. What does the term curator mean? Well, uh, really, a curator is someone who designs exhibitions for a museum. Okay. So they take objects in a museum collection and they combine that with um, digital uh, creations to make something uh, into a story where they can tell the public uh, what they want them to know. Okay. So how did, how old are you, sir? I'm 23 years old. 23 years old. And I'm, I'm you will hear me say that number again as this interview uh, transgresses on because you will see who this young man truly is. How did you end up here at Patrick Henry's Red Hill? Well, it was pretty much by accident. Hmm. Uh, I had a friend from college who was working here. Uh, she started as an intern okay. and she knew my love of history, my love of the colonial era in America. And she told the staff, well, maybe you should hire this so-and-so named Cody. And they called me up and I uh, decided I want to have an interview. And they hired me. I started at the front desk. Mm. And with that, I noticed the collections are really amazing. We have a lot of great pieces from Patrick Henry, from the Henry family, of course, from the enslaved people. And I wanted to um, get in with that and really understand mm. those better. So finally, they said, we don't have a full-time curator. Why not ask Cody? And here we are today. Oh, wow. I was there earlier for your presentation. Great presentation. Thank you. Say, uh, the name of the presentation was called uh, "Telling the Full Story," and you did. You told the full story, and you told it in a way. That's why I say this young man is very bright, very bright future for you because you told a hard story in a way that allowed the community con to connect. And I think that's the message that you know not only you're trying to get across with Red Hill as well. So you did a phenomenal job. Thank you. Um, so dealing with collections, we're going to talk about collections. Uh, each object has a file. Yes. Okay. Uh, donor information is usually slim. Uh, with certain objects, yes. But with other objects, you could have a lot of information. It okay. really depends. Okay. Uh, sometimes uh, they give names or uh, call donors to ask for recommendations, things of that nature. Uh uh, go through that process um, with me. So say, for instance, a person donates a shovel, mm -hmm. right? And says, my great-grandfather owned this who lived at Red Hill. Tell me a, the process after you get that shovel. Okay. So before we even get the shovel, okay. we have to make sure it's something that we want in our collection. Mm. Because a lot of museums, especially small museums, but even the Smithsonian will do this, they have to go in and check and make sure, can we fit this? in our storage space? And two, does it fit with the mission of our museum? Okay. And a shovel that was at Red Hill and used here historically is certainly something that fits and something that we would want uh, to add to our collection. Mm. So then we go back to the donor. We say, yes, we'd like to add this. 
what kind of information do you have on the shovel? How do you know that it's connected to Red Hill and your ancestors? And that's where the donor would be asked to provide any kind of photographic evidence, written evidence, um, either diaries or letters or whatnot that may talk about the shovel. And from there, we can get a really good understanding of who used the shovel, and that is called provenance. We can establish who owned the shovel when, which is really important in understanding where objects came from so we can tell their stories accurately. Mm, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. You remember the, f how long have you been here working at Radio? Uh, just about two years. Two years. Mm -hmm. You remember the first time you connected an object to uh, one of the enslaved? Yes, What I do. was it? What was the object? Uh, it's an interesting story, really. Okay. The first one I connected was a uh, rolling pin. Mm. And it was a pretty simple rolling pin made of one piece of wood. We think it's probably pine. And uh, we know it was made either here at Red Hill okay. or at a connecting plantation called Edwin on the Stanton. Okay. Now, during Henry's time, this was all one plantation. Uh, Edwin on the Stanton was actually created when uh, Henry passed and it was uh, split up into uh, his two sons. John Henry got this side, another brother got Edwin on the Stanton, or okay. it's gonna be Winston on the Stanton. Okay. And um, we know the, um, uh, sorry if I mess up. <laughs> fine, fine. Uh, we know that the rolling pin dates to the, either the late 18th century or early okay. 19th century. Uh, we also know it was made by the enslaved according to the people who gave it to us who were Henry family descendants, so it came through their family. We thought, well, we need to know more about this. We want to know who within the enslaved community used this. And that's a daunting task because a lot of artifacts, we just don't know people's names who are connected to them. So we look back in the files, look back in the records, we found, well, we know what enslaved people lived at Red Hill and Winston-on-the-Stanton, and we think we know their jobs. Here at Red Hill, we think that the enslaved cook was named uh, Critty, and uh, she could have made uh, the rolling pin. And it just takes a matter of uh, working with descendants to try to track that process back to either Critty or the enslaved cook at Winston-on-the-Stanton. Mm. And one of my favorite discoveries was when we were talking with a descendant who was uh, possibly descended from Critty and her son, Harrison. And she was pretty sure that uh, this rolling pin was made by, um, by Critty or one of her other descendants. Wow. So, I'm 46 years old. I, uh, first 10 years of my life, I, let me back up a little bit because it just, I get a little misty when I think about this because when I had to start to do my research, a lot of uh, old memories came back to me that I kind of forgot. Mm -hmm. From the age of, I first could remember to, 10 years old, I was raised by my great-grandparents and my grandparents. And in the Black culture and Black community, because they didn't have much, they passed down these things as heirlooms. Mm -hmm. My great-grandmother had one of those rolling pins. And oh, wow. she taught me how to use it because we know the new, the newer rolling pins, the, it actually rolls itself. You don't, you know, you can hold a handle and the inter- Mm -hmm. uh, connecting piece, it rolls itself, rolls the dough out. Right. But this, it didn't. So she had to show me how to hold the pen in the ball of my hand so it wouldn't hurt and it would roll smoothly. 
Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So when I started to, when, when, when I connected to this and connected to what, you know, you guys do, like I said earlier, it was phenomenal. It's a, a phenomenal thing that you guys are doing. Um, another thing is uh, I, I, researching, you said that they would make hand make nails. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, did you find any of these nails or uh, how did you discover that they did that? Well, we know through the study of historic buildings mm. that uh, at times the date of the building itself can be tracked through the kinds of nails that were made mm. because nail technology evolved during very specific time periods. And at the quarter place, we have excavated several nails from several different periods, right. uh, including uh, machine cut nails that were pretty modern day, but also handmade nails that were made by an enslaved or later free blacksmith at Red Hill. Absolutely. Once again, my great grandfather knew how to make nails. He was a uh, master mason, mm-hmm. um, carpenter. I grew up on a farm. I And it, there's a building in front. I inherited my grandparents' home. And there is a uh, what would be called a Sunday school mm-hmm. that they built. Oh wow! Those nails are in that building. That's amazing. I mean, it, I mean, it is. It's it's amazing too. But the the story that is being told that has to be told that you guys is that we have to come out and learn. We have to come out and learn the uh, the history. Uh, with that being said, we we see that there were a lot of talents that our ancestors had such as being a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. And uh, from uh, your presentation, I learned today that, uh, what was the, the, the blacksmith's name that, uh, that, that you say was 200 pounds? That, Jesse. 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 Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Jesse so our, our co- uh, community can understand the lengths, lengths that you guys go through to gather this information. Mm-hmm. So Jesse is a really interesting person. Unfortunately, we don't know too much about his personal life, as is common with uh, enslaved people due to lack of records. But because his value is so clear in Patrick Henry's 1799 inventory, we know he held a very important skilled job because skilled laborers were valued more than unskilled. And that 200 pounds shows us that he was definitely one of the most skilled laborers at Red Hill. Mm. Now, a blacksmith, you might think, well, why would he be the most, uh, why would he be worth the most? Well, blacksmith is heavily involved in everyday operations of an 18th century plantation. Mm. You think you have uh, wagon wheels that are lined with iron. Those Mm. are made through a blacksmith. Nails, shutter dogs, which are those little hinges that keep your shutters closed, open against the house or closed. Uh, I mean, everything you can imagine that wasn't made of brass or silver or glass Mm. had touched the hand of a blacksmith. Mm. And the white plantation owners knew that that was an important thing that they needed uh, on site. Hmm. Why do you think they learned such talents like this? Why do you think they learned these talents? Well, we think that it was something that was uh, passed down, like Mm. through your family. It's something that maybe uh, Jesse's father learned from his father, or it's something that the plantation owner assigned to Jesse. So for instance, uh, Harrison, another enslaved man here, he was sent to another one of Patrick Henry's properties called Seven Islands. And that's where he was assigned to be trained as a coachman. And he served as a coachman until his death at the age of 105. Mm. 
Wow. And I, I, I do believe, such as you said, Mr. Youngblood, that same thing. Um, I think as an order of survival as well. Indeed. Right? Because uh, when, you know, I, I looked at those cabins that you were showing and even, you know, how uh, I think that you guys did a great job of uh, remodeling and trying to make it look as it, it once did. But they ch they had to make their living conditions as well as they could. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those things were out of survival. Right. Um, with that being said, how many items have been found on Red Hill? Number one. A lot. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? Yes. And we're still in the very early stages of cataloging those wow. items uh, because there's so many. But uh, right now from uh, when I looked at our records yesterday, including every shard of glass, every piece of pottery found, every little nail, we're thinking between uh, 500 to about 1,500 pieces. Wow. Wow. Um. I don't have a lot of time. I'm going to have to bring you back, but I do want to talk about sharecropping. What does the term sharecropping mean? So sharecropping happens when someone owns a plot of land. Okay. Let's call them the landowner. And then they rent out certain pieces of that property okay. to uh, farmers. So like today, if you go into an apartment building and rent that room, right? Same thing here, but you rent the land. Okay. Now, the uh, farmer will cultivate that land, they'll produce crops, they'll sell those crops, and then part of the profit they earn from selling those crops goes back to the landholder. Mm. And that's what sharecropping is. You're literally sharing uh, profits from the crops that you sell. Hmm. I bring that question up because I didn't know how connected, and as I delve more into, I'm, I may have ancestors here myself, because... My great-grandfather on my mother's side name was Shadrach. So, oh, interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but what is more interesting is that my great-grandfather that I, I, I spoke about, his father was born into slavery, right? My great-grandfather mm -hmm. great was born in 1910, mm -hmm. right? But his father was, a child was coming, you know, when slavery was ending. But the thing about sharecropping is the land that we own today was purchased through sharecropping because a lot of times the connection, this is what we, this is why we have to get the history out because a lot of people don't know the connection after slavery was over. A lot of slaves didn't have anywhere to go. They didn't know where to go. That's how sharecropping started. Right. Exactly. So with them, they had a connection to their previous slave master, slave owner. And because of that connection, they sold them land. Mm -hmm. We, that's how we got the land that we have today. So uh, the very intricate stories that we have to get out. Uh, Mr. Cody, Youngblood, you have so much knowledge in these fields. Uh, can I get a commitment for you to come back? Absolutely. I, I really thank you because there is so much to learn and so much to teach our community about. I would love to have you come back, sir. I, I would love to come back. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cody. Hopefully in the future, look for Mr. Cody, Youngblood on Red Hill TV. Thank you.